On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, what have we learned so far at Thunder Training Camp? Plus, what did Media Day have in store for us? And we're going to continue previewing this Thunder season, including a very exciting preseason game on Monday. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member, and editor in chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. On today's show, we're diving into what we've learned so far at training camp and media day and previewing this Thunder season as a whole with Clemente Almanza of Thunderwire. Clemente, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. We're just a few days away from uh, the preseason opener, and after that, we'll we'll get the whole preseason slate started with. So again, thank you for making us your first listen. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcast from, including on YouTube. And Clemente, we've done media day on Monday. We've been at every single training camp practice, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, and then an off day Saturday for the team. They'll have one more pre, uh, you know, one more training camp practice Sunday and then play their preseason game on Monday against the Spurs and Victor Wembanyama. Clemente, what do you think is the biggest standout from this week of Thunder content practice media day? Um, I think most of the guys have said similar things in terms of just how, how advantageous it is that a lot of them are already familiar with each other and just learned a lot of continuity from last year. And even the new guys that are being brought into the team with uh, Davis Bertans, Vasily Micic, they've been very, um, they, they made it very easy to adjust to what the funder usually do. And they've been very open-minded to what they do, uh, despite both of them being established veterans in their own way. Um, so it feels like continuity and just being super healthy outside of uh, Poku, obviously. Um, but just being super healthy and just having everybody on the same page has, has really done this group um, a lot in terms of just having a well-ran uh, training camp thus far. Yeah, the Thunder, as of right now, I asked Mark if they're tracking to be healthy for Monday's preseason opener, and they are outside of Poku. He got hurt before training camp, but that means that Chet Holmgren is set to make his debut in the Paycom Center on Monday. As far as preseason games go, Clemente, are you a little bit more excited for this one than the normal preseason game? Oh, yeah, of course, especially with the Spurs in town. Wimby's going to be in town. Who knows how much uh, either him or, or Chet play, but, you know, both, both of those guys often get linked together because they were both top two picks in the last few drafts, both seven-footers, defensive anchors who can handle the ball like a, like a, like a guard. Um, so it's going to be exciting to see both of them in the same building, even though even if they only play like 10 or so minutes during Monday's game. Um, but, yeah, just super exciting to be able to see uh, one being person for sure. Yeah, it's going to be fun. There's going to be a ton of media there. There's going to be a ton of fans there. And, and it is worth your time on a Monday night to go out to the Paycom Center because you're going to get to see uh, Victor for 10, 15 minutes, Chet, 10, 15 minutes. And then you also get to see the rest of the Thunder roster, including Mitchich, including you know, Keontae Johnson will have a long runway as a, as a kind of a two-way guy that has to uh, fill in for those minutes where you're not going to play uh, your normal rotation guy. So Monday will still be a very fun game. Uh, we'll have it covered for you here on Lockdown Thunder. And Clemente, 
So we've done media day. We've done training camp. And the continuity was a big talking point for uh, this Thunder team. You've also heard the Thunder team talk about specific players uh, this week. For me, I've been very excited about what they've had to say about Casey Wallace. Is there a player that, that has stood out to you in terms of how other players are talking about him? Uh, it's probably like the obvious one, um, but I mean, everybody that's been asked about Chet have been giving glowing reviews um, from from what they said, like from what Giddy and Cher have said, they've been working on that pick and roll game, uh, seeing it, still working out the chemistry in terms of him being a lob threat. Um, but yeah, I mean, it seems like whenever you ask anybody about Chet, they all they all seem to uh, answer with a glowing smile. It's just how how good he's been in, in in camp, and just how excited they are for him to be able to finally uh, step on the court and play an NBA game for the Thunder. It's going to be exciting to see him play. I think that the biggest quote uh, for me about Chet, obviously, everyone's excited, but whenever Isaiah Joe said he's a heck of an athlete. Uh, and like he's a really you know good athlete and everything. See, getting to see that in, you know for Joe in training camp this year should allow some Thunder fans to breathe a sigh of relief that he is fully healthy. Mark said he's fully recovered, and uh, while being fully healthy, he hasn't lost a step athletically after that Liz Frank fracture. So very exciting times to see him play basketball on Monday and beyond. Uh, and then of course once the regular season starts. Uh, you know, that that'll be a, a world of its own, so to say, for this Thunder team. And we'll get into previewing this season uh, coming up as well. But Clemente, whenever we look at this Thunder roster, they're incredibly deep and it's going to be an incredibly fun season to follow along with. How good now that we're a week into training camp do you think that this team can be? Like, what, what do you think is their absolute ceiling in terms of seating? Uh, I mean, it's probably still to what I've been saying up until this point. Um, I don't think camp really swayed me one way or the other. Um, but I mean, I could see, I could definitely see this Thunder team being a 40, 45 win team, uh, get a top six seed, maybe avoid the playing altogether and be a really tough out there in the first round, um, regardless of who to get matched up against. So that's been kind of my prediction as to what, how the season is going to play out. And, uh, I, I'm sticking to it just, um, after after training camp ended. So it's going to be a fun season. We're, we're going to get into more of the season preview stuff, but we know the starting lineup, we think. We think it's going to be Shea and, and Josh and Lou and J-Dub and Chet. What combination of five players are you the most excited to watch on the floor this year? Uh, probably some sort of combination where it's Shea and four guys who can shoot the ball, spread the floor a little bit. I think Mark labeled them the, uh, the all-bombers lineup last year. Um, and this year, um, I, I mean, Josh talked about it the other day, but just how much better the three-point shooting has been with this team. He mentioned how they were the worst three-point shooting team a couple of years ago and just how all of the new additions over the offseason have really have really helped improve that. Um, so, you know, maybe some combination of like Shea, Joe, uh, Bertans, um, Chet can stretch the floor a bit, um, and Lindy or Trey or, or somebody else that can stretch the floor a bit. Like that's probably – the lineup I'm probably looking forward to the most because, as we know, Shea's led the league in driving for the last three seasons, I think. Um, and if you surround him with shooters, that's just going to stretch the defense out even more, and that's and that's going to create much more favorable matchups whenever Shea decides to uh, drive to the basket. So I'm super excited to see how, how that goes, especially with someone like Bertans who has like uh, deep range, as we saw uh, as we saw over his career so far. So um, yeah, it's probably like. That, the one specific uh, non-starting lineup 
uh, five minute lineup I'm looking forward to. So the over under on FanDuel, who's bringing you today's show, is 45 and a half. And you mentioned that, that you think that the Thunder win range can be 40 to 45 wins. If I made you pick over under 44 and a half, which way do you lean? Oof. You know, I'm actually an optimist, so I think I'll go a little bit over. I could definitely see them getting to 46, 47 wins if everything breaks their way and they just they get super lucky with the with injuries as well, like the last year outside of Chet, obviously. Um, but I mean, if everything goes well, if everybody stays healthy for the most part, uh, I could definitely see this team reaching 46, 47 wins for sure. Besides Shea, obviously, he's the clear-cut number one. Who makes the biggest impact on this Thunder season? Oh, man. Honestly, I'm kind of uh, on the, of the opinion that I thought Jada was OKC's second-best player last year, especially during the second half of the year. Um, he's looked really good so far in training camp. He's obviously bulked up. I mean, he talked about how uh, him adding muscle and, and dieting better were, were big points of emphasis for him during the offseason. Uh, to the point where he even got drug tested <laughs> for, about it from um, our good old buddy Andrew Schleck of the Athletic found out recently. Um, so I, I definitely don't see why what's stopping Jada from making that next leap um, in terms of just his development and becoming like one of the better young wings in the entire league and just really establishes himself as a future Perino all-star type wing. So coming up, we're going to talk about what has to happen for this Thunder season to be deemed a success, what the biggest concerns are for this Thunder season this year, and more. But first, I want to tell you right now, my good friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is awesome. It's there for you because new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed if you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you're a new customer to FanDuel, you can bet on the spread, player props, over-unders, and more by simply going to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off football season and an NBA season, of course, is right around the corner. It's super easy to use. Again, use FanDuel.com slash locked on for those bonus bets, win or lose. You can even bet on the Red River rivalry, which, of course, is huge. Uh, for most of you listening, the Oklahoma Sooners are five and a half point underdogs in this game. Clemente, which way do you lean? I gotta go with you, man. Like most of our list, most of your listeners are probably based in Oklahoma, so uh, and I graduated from OU as well, so I definitely gotta go with you. You can bet on OU at FanDuel, FanDuel.com slash locked on. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Clemente, what has to happen to make this season a successful one in Oklahoma City? Um, I think signs of progress from individuals, at least. I mean, if Shea continues to play like one of the best 10 players in the league, if, if guys like J-Dub and Giddy and Chet show signs of being uh, borderline all-NBA, all-star type players this season, um, and then even looking further down the roster, I mean, Guzman Jang shows signs of being, like, at the very least, uh, a rotational wing. Uh, if Poco can stay healthy, if Kaysen Wallace uh, can have an impact as a rookie for, for OKC, then 
And I, if all those things happen, regardless of what the OKC's record is or what they do in the playoffs or play in, then you just got to think that that's a, uh, that, that'd be a successful campaign because ultimately um, this is what you could expect from like one of the youngest teams in the league that still has like a ton of young players. Um, so, you know, certain, certain um, individual uh, individual performances is, is definitely uh, what I would hope is what happens this upcoming season. What's the biggest concern for the Thunder this year in terms of how the the, the team will look? What's going to be the biggest area of, of need to address? Um, I mean, even with Chet coming back, I don't think they have like the best center depth among the league. Um, I, I think their backup big is probably going to be Jay Will coming off the bench. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, outside of Chet, there's really not there's really not another traditional center on the roster, so. Uh, that's probably going to be something they're going to have to address here soon, within maybe the next draft or or in free agency next year. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's probably like the one, probably the biggest like weak point in the roster. Just looking through it right now. It's going to be interesting to see how they kind of get through once Poku's back, how, how they utilize Poku and Jay Will and Chet and and kind of work together to find the right uh, back, you know, front court depth for for this Thunder team. Now. Chet Holmgren is, of course, a huge topic of discussion among media, fans, players. What's your overall prediction for Chet this year? What's going to be his impact? How do you just feel about Chet Holmgren heading into his first year? Yeah, I feel pretty good about him. Um, obviously, he kind of he kind of makes up for like a lot of the weak points that the team had last year, where they had no true traditional center or uh, traditional rim protector, and obviously Chet. Um, is both of those things. So if he can stay relatively healthy this upcoming year, um, I think he's going to be he's going to be a key piece for the Thunder. I could definitely see him quickly climbing the uh, totem pole in terms of just um, scoring distribution on OKC, where he could be like the third, fourth scoring option on the team. And if all that happens, like I don't see why he wouldn't finish at least in terms of like individual accolades. I don't see how he wouldn't finish at least top three, top four and rookie the year voting and make the uh, all-rookie first team or second team at the very least. Yeah, I, I think Chet Holmgren will, will reach all-NBA first team. I think that Chet Holmgren will have a really successful rookie season. Not only does he check all the boxes that the Thunder needed last year, and and, and if you do want to try to make a, a one-to-one comparison from last year's team to this year's team, uh, he really helps them and what they want to do stylistically. I just think that it's th- this offense, this defense, both ways is just tailor made for how he plays. Uh, you know, on offense, you're going to find him as a trailer to knock down some threes. You can drive and kick to him. You can use him in the pick and pop. You can use him in the pick and roll. And he was a really good cutter at Gonzaga as well. So, like offensively, he's taken care of with how the Thunder play basketball. And then defensively, he's a great shot blocker. Uh, he's going to to help protect the rim. And it's something that the Thunder have really needed in the last couple of years. Their best rim protection came on the ground with Jay Will last year. So uh, having a true rim protector will be good. Mark has already pointed out that they're not dumb. They're going to leave Chet around the rim defensively, uh, pretty much exclaiming that that Chet will play center. Obviously, there's going to be scenarios, possessions, circumstances that that force him to to leave the rim at times. But realistically, they, they want him to play center the majority of the time. And I'm extremely excited for what that looks like. I think that that is his best position on the court. So Chet Holmgren this year, first look at it on Monday. It's going to be incredibly fun. It's going to be a rare preseason game with a, with a chance to be remembered uh, if they can see Wimby and Chet both play uh, even 
slightly to their potential in like 10 minutes of action, 15 minutes of work uh, on Monday. But Clemente, before we play our game of fact or fiction, I need your hottest take. What, what is the boldest, hottest take you have about the Thunder and about the entire NBA? Hmm. So for the Thunder, um, I think I'll say my hottest take. I'll, I'll say Jada will will make the uh, All-Star game. Like That's pretty hot for sure, and uh, odds are stacked against it. But, um, I mean, if, if, if he continues to progress like the way he's had this – uh, this last year where he was the second best player on a playing team. That was a, a win shy of a playoff berth. Then I don't see why he couldn't at least garner some all-star buzz. So I'll take it a step further and say he'll be in Indiana with Shea. Okay. That, that is a very hot take for this team. I, I think he will be in Indiana with Shea. I think Chet will be in Indiana with Shea. Uh, they're just going to be in the rising stars game and not the all-star game, but uh, hopefully they, they can crack the all-star game and you have a couple all-stars. And if, if that's the case, Clemente, then the Thunder are trending to blow your seeding expectation out of the water. They, 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 to, for that to be the case, they'd have to be trending to be a top four seed in the West and, and to get two all-stars. So it would mean that this season is wildly successful for the Thunder. Now your NBA hot take, this is a league-wide Whatever you're feeling about any team, anything that you want to say that might be a bit controversial, unpopular, just a hot take. All right, well, if you want hot, um, for my league-wide take, I think I'll say, hmm, I think I'll say the Celtics get off to a bad start and their new roster just doesn't, you know, formulate that the way they probably hope for. And that leads to Joe Mazzula getting losing his job. I mean, we kind of already saw Celtics fans kind of turn on Mazzula during the playoff run last year. Um, a slow start this year after some uh, risky roster decisions this past summer. Um, I, I could definitely see something uh, like that happening um, if, if everything just goes badly for Boston. That is an incredible hot take. You're the second person to, to pick on the Celtics and say that their window <laughs> is closed and so i'm gonna have to sadly report that to john corrales of locked on celtics and just talk about how uh you guys do not believe in his celtics that that's that's brutal i i, I think that you're right though of in terms of missoula if they get off to a slow start because there's already whispers about like is he the right coach is he the right guy you go and make that trade for drew holiday you've been close but but haven't gotten over the hump, you went to the finals against the Warriors uh, and had other chances to, to have deep playoff runs. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, I wonder who they would pivot to if they did fire Missoula. That'd be really interesting to see how that season unfold, unfolds. Yeah, I haven't thought that far ahead, but, like, I mean, you already have Porzingis, who is probably, what, your biggest uh, off-season addition outside of Drew Holiday dealing with uh, Plantar Fasciatis as a, as a seven-footer who already has a – history of injuries um it's just it, it just doesn't give off the best of vibes known celtics tater clemente almanza <laughs> coming up we're going to discuss and play our famous game factor fiction but first i want to tell you right now about our good friends over at bird dogs bird dogs are awesome bird dogs are the thunder of shorts they are great stretchy khaki shorts that are designed for a uh, slimmer fit through the thigh but it gives you that breathability and sculpted look as well so make sure that you check them out today because 
you will not want to miss out on bird dogs. And I call them the thunder of shorts because they're versatile. You can wear bird dogs into a very, very, very important business meeting. I'm talking Fortune 500, billion-dollar meeting. And then you can walk out of that meeting and go play pickleball, basketball, flag football. You can go do anything you want in these shorts and still have the ability to breathe, feel flexible, be able to, to be athletic in these shorts. And then you can go for a night out on the town with a special someone and look presentable there as well. So they can get you through meetings, dates, athletic events, and just make you look good all around. So check them out today by going to Bird Dogs. Right now, go to birddogs.com slash LockedInMBA. That's code LockedInMBA to get started. And when you do, and you go to birddogs.com slash LockedInMBA, you are going to get a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. So check it out today because you will not want to take off your bird dogs. We promise you. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms so you never miss an episode. We're here with Clemente Almanza of Thunder Wire and Clemente Factor Fiction. Chet Holmgren averages two or more blocks per game. Oh man, uh, I think I gotta, I think I gotta lean fiction because asking him to average more than two blocks. I mean, just, just looking at last season, only let's see, only only five guys average more than two blocks: Jaron Jackson Jr., Nick Claxton, Brooke Lopez, Walker Kessler, and Miles Turner. So. Expecting Chet to kind of do that his rookie season, um, I, I just have a hard time seeing that, especially if um, if he doesn't play like 30, 40 minutes, uh, 30, 35 minutes a night. Um, it's just going to get much harder. So I think I'll go fishing for, for this one. I believe you're the first person to say fiction for that question, which I think will lead to this one. Fact or fiction, as second on the odds list to do so, according to FanDuel, Chet Holmgren will win rookie of the year. Oh man, this is kind of a weird one. I think I've seen more Chet for Rookie of the Year buzz from like national media than local media, which is a little bit interesting. Um, I think I gotta go fiction here because I mean, bearing like wouldn't be having like one of the worst seasons ever, or or he suffers like a season-ending injury in October. Um, I think this wouldn't be the word to lose. I mean, the NBA's the entire NBA's kind of behind him with all these national TV games that the Spurs have, and if Wimby has um, you know, the an average season of what he's kind of expected to be, then I think he'll easily win uh, rookie of the year for sure. I mean, it, it doesn't speak anything bad about Chet. It's just that Chet's, Chet's entering a rookie class that's like really loaded and like has a ton of like top guys. That's exactly how I feel. I think that Chet will finish second. I think that the NBA, as long as Victor gets out of bed and plays, he will be rookie of the year. Now, Mark is first on FanDuel odds to win coach of the year. Fact or fiction, Mark wins coach of the year. Oh, man. I think I'll go fiction, but I could definitely see him finishing similar to what he did last where he finished second of the year for, for coach of the year. Um, if, if OKC, you know, ends up where I think they will, will be, where most people think they'll be as a top six, top eight seed in the West. And, you know, Shea continues to play like one of the best players and everybody else continues to take uh, positive steps towards their – personal development uh, on the court 
Um, I think he'll definitely be one of those guys that's in these Coach of the Year conversations every year. Um, but I just don't think he'll be this year. It'll probably be just one of the uh, coaches of like one of the top teams in either the West or the East. Factor fiction, Shea is a first team all NBA player again this year. Uh I think I'll go yeah, I'll go fact with this one. I mean, at this point I'm kinda I'm kinda gonna stop uh not believing Shea until he actually shows that, until he actually proves me otherwise. I mean, he just continues to get better every season. Um, and if that continues to be the case this year, then to, to be a 30 plus point per game score on high efficiency on one of the better teams in the league. Um that just that's just the resume of most all nba first team guys and i think shay will definitely uh get that again this year factor fiction Kaysen wallace is a fixture of the thunder rotation this year uh i think i can definitely see that being the case by the end of the season at the beginning of the season i don't know um especially with the okc blue i, I i'm thinking wallace is probably gonna spend some time there as well but you know once the blue season ends and the Thunder are down the stretch and they need some fresh legs to come in there and provide some juice on the court. I could definitely see Kaysen uh, really make a push for it and, and, and show why he was a top 10 pick and, and become like one of OKC's first guards slash wings off the bench. Okay, that was the Factor Fiction game. Now, do you believe in any breakout candidates this year for the Thunder? Do you have someone in mind who you think uh, will have a breakout season? Um, I could definitely see Giddy. I mean, I think one of the biggest things we t- that's been talked about in training camp so far, and really in the last last portion of the offseason, was the fact that Giddy got to the got to the free throw line a lot during uh, the People World Cup of Australia, and he's kind of hoping that he can carry that over to the regular season as well. Um, we even had Sam Presti kind of talk about that during his uh, preseason press conference, saying that. He thinks it's about that time where it's Giddy's at the point of his career now where he should probably get some of those uh, judgment calls going his way. Um, so if, if Giddy can like increase his volume of free throws, because up to this point, he hasn't really shot a ton of free throws. I think he took, I think he averaged like less than two last year. Um, but if he can average, if, if, if he can uh, increase that by a little bit, and that's just going to make him that much better of a score. And if that's the case, then, I could definitely see Giddy breaking out and, and really establishing himself as like one of the core guys of this team um, for sure. So, so Giddy would definitely be my choice. Josh Giddy breakout from Clemente Almanza. Clemente, thanks for joining us. Let them know where they can find all of your stuff. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at CAlmanza1007. Um, almost at 6K followers. That's not hard to go for that. Um, and then you can find all my work at OKCFunderWire.com as well. So until next time on Monday, we're going to do a mailbag podcast and preview the Victor versus Wimby preseason game. So drop your questions in the comments right now on YouTube and on Twitter at Rylan underscore styles. And until Monday, be good and be good to one another.